All roads lead to the vein. Hey, what's up everyone? Brad Chmielewski here with episode 191 of Shadow of the Vein. All right, we've all had a week or so with 5v5. Actually, I'm sorry, not all of us. All of us with golden tickets. I'm deeply sorry if um, you're a listener or a watcher of the podcast and you don't have a golden ticket yet. Fear not. 3.0 should be launching soon. Uh, within a couple weeks, I know Super Evil Megacorp had said mid-February. So that's, you know, that's not that long and it's a short month. So, you know, you shouldn't have to wait that much longer. You can check out videos. People are streaming it. Um, you're going to know what to do when you get in there to 3v3 because you're going to see it. You're going to hear about it. Um, you're just going to know what's happening. And You'll probably have an even better experience than some of the people that are kind of uh, running into bugs or just finding things that aren't right, and maybe that uh, golden toad will be in there, things like that that aren't in the 2.12 version yet. But I have Huas joining me this week to talk all about 5v5, talk about uh, Cloud9 leaving Vanglory Esports, we talk about the forms shutting down officially the link now goes to the reddit we share uh, i guess some final thoughts there um, our opinions on the reddit if i had if i would have been drinking a beer in this episode i would have poured a little out for the forms but this will probably be the last episode with the form static bumper on it well we're gonna have to come up with something else if it's a uh, I guess Reddit, Reddit static or something like that. We'll figure it out moving forward. Um, and I want to mention the Patreon page. That's over at patreon.com slash shadow the vein. If you can support the show in any way, that would be fantastic. Uh, but I appreciate everyone that listens and watches and subscribes on iTunes and YouTube and leaves comments. Like that's, that's super helpful as well. Um, even if you can can't support on Patreon, tell other Vanglory players and friends to check out the podcast. Uh, give it a listen, especially if they're uh, new to the game or getting into it and just kind of want to know more and hear more about it when they can't play, maybe when they're at work or uh, driving, something like that. But check it. Yeah. Whatever you can do, let's get more people listening to Shadow the Vein. All right, let's do it. Let's jump into episode 191. Shatter the vein. This is the 191st episode of Shatter the Vein. My name is Brad Chmielewski, and this is a podcast all about fan glory. Every week, I try to break down the news, gameplay, game tips, and hopefully we can all become better players together. And every week, bringing on people from the community, people that play, support, love this game, and this week I have Huas joining me. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. And I, I got that right. Huas, right? Correct. Yep. That's awesome. how you do it. Fantastic. Well, uh, it's great to have you here because you've been, you've been playing this game for uh, quite a while, on and off oh, recently, yeah. but um, I guess if you want to give a little introduction of who you are, that would be great. Yeah, I think like a lot of people in the community, I my interest with the game originally peaked um, when I saw it on the that Apple keynote, you know, which I'm talking about, like the initial reveal of the game. 
Right, with the Tommy many years and ago. A, Tommy in a scarf. Yeah. yeah, and I knew nothing about them before that. And so I was really interested and I was awaiting it. But um, we lived in New Zealand at the time, but we had lived in America prior. My iTunes account was still set to the U.S. And mm -hmm. so my friend said, hey, check out this game I just got. So I switched over to a New Zealand iTunes account and it was on there. Nice. Well, I actually switched over, you know, whatever, the SEA yeah, one. Yeah, the SEA, yeah. And it was right around, I think it was like the day Jewel was released is I think pretty much when I joined. And yeah, it has been off and on, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, so then were you... At that time, were you playing in New Zealand, or were you here in the U.S. playing? So, were you, um, were so you the whole time, the whole time I was involved with the community as well, like a lot, was when I was in New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, so I played pretty much straight, um, like a lot, like a lot for about I think it was almost two years, and it was in New Zealand. Okay. And I switched over to the NA account while I was still in New Zealand, about halfway through that, because all the people I knew were on NA. Right, because I think yeah, a lot of people know you or have seen your name on Twitter quite a bit, and you you interact with the community uh, often on there. Just uh, right, yeah. and I used to a lot more than I do now. For sure, <laughs> it used to be a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So you, so when you first started, you got to deal with the, like the reverse ping. I remember signing up for my SEA account and having to deal with like the three hundred plus ping and like I don't know if this game is that great at that time, but you didn't have that issue as much as maybe someone from the NA plane at that time. Well, the Wi-Fi in New Zealand in general is awful. So <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't anything not as opposed to what I was used to, basically. So when I switched over to NA in New Zealand, it was the exact same, if not actually a little better. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. It's odd. Uh, so then, so yeah, you were playing for quite a while, and I know recently you stepped away. Was that uh, more of like, just falling out of love with the game or was it more just personal life stuff kind of pulled you away from it um i definitely had a little bit of a crash and interest in the game but that wasn't why i left because i still loved the game all the people i still liked all the devs i still liked all the people i knew through it mm -hmm. it was more of like a personal i guess i don't mind talking basically in new zealand it was tricky to have a group of friends i mean i had a few friends for sure that were really great but as far as like a community i didn't really have that in new zealand just because of the living situation we had there Okay. And where we lived, and few just odd cultural things. So that was what Vanglory was for me, in a sense. And so when we moved back to the states, which was like um, about a year and a half ago, last summer, I was like, or actually, we started the whole move. It was like a four-month process, and it was at that point that I I took the game off my phone because I was like, all right, I'm going to focus on other stuff, try to get an actual community of real life people I know, sure, okay. and I'll come back to the game once I've got everything else kind of sorted. Okay, so. Uh, so that that makes a lot of sense, and yeah, that often people use or have video games because or go to these online communities because yeah, they don't have a big group of friends that they interact with in real life. So yeah, that makes a lot of right. sense. <laughs> for that, I'm I'm definitely very thankful for the Vanglory community for that. I mean, it wasn't you know like a substantial like oh these are like real life friends, but at the same time it was you know it was people I could connect with on a weekly to daily basis and just chat with and hang out and just a fun community. Nice. Um, so now that you've come back, you've kind of come back at the perfect time, just as the yeah. game is like changing and you, you might've been away for a while. So the meta had shifted and new heroes, but now it's completely different for everyone. So it's got to be a little exciting, like almost like the first time you got the game. Yeah, there is definitely that element to it. Cause I, I think I started I think every like two months or so I would, because I had the game still on my old iPad mini. It didn't work that well, but I still had it on there. So every like two months I would play one game and then I would look at what the new heroes were and still try to keep up with the game. 
And then I would like make a random post on Reddit or something silly like that, you know, yeah. and like try to stay semi-involved with the community. And I still kept up with a lot of people in the community just through Twitter. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, right. I saw the, like, their dev insight when they started talking about 5v5 in depth when I kind of, you know, wasn't playing the game and that got me really excited. So yeah, we've been now, I guess. I pretty much kind of want to just use this episode to talk more about 5v5 and thoughts now because we've had the golden ticket release. We've all now had, if you've had a golden ticket uh, pre 2.12, you've now been able to play for about a week now. Um, yep. So yeah, let's just, let's just dive into some of that. Some of the thoughts here. Um, Absolutely. I guess initially, like you were getting hyped for it beforehand and kind of just to talk about it. Did it live up to it once you finally got on there? I would say by the second or okay, so basically how did sum it up? My initial reaction as I was walking across the map, I was blown away by how good it looked. Like I yeah. still am every time I play. It looks so good. And everything looks amazing. And so my first game, that's the main thing that definitely lived up to the hype or actually superseded the hype. Like just for example, when you capture one of the objectives, one of the dragons, and it flies up. You're right. <laughs> it looks insane. It looks so good. As far as gameplay, at first I wasn't sold. I just felt like it was kind of a just this random instances of people trying to figure out stuff and failing, and it was very <laughs> awkward to play at first. Like I didn't know what I was supposed to do as a support, where I was supposed to go. And after about three games, I think I got into the rhythm of it a lot more, and now I just absolutely love it. Cool. Yeah, I, I had the same feeling like the first time going into it. That's kind of like just the first game to kind of like, walk around you need to feel like kind of where stuff is because uh the problem is i don't know if you played any league of legends or any other mobas i played a little bit of heroes of the storm not okay. much that's so, about it so those have like different map positions and everything but league of legends right. because it's so similar you expect things to be in certain places that aren't so oh. um the red buffs and the blue buffs are close to where they are in League of Legends, but they're like flipped on the other side of the wall and things like that. So it really kind of messes you up if you've ever played That's funny. League because then you're like, oh, if I walk this way, oh no, I have to think about the game this way. So that's it's neat and also maybe a downfall that I think a lot of players that do maybe play both or go back and forth are going to have some issues with just remembering where stuff is. Right, I didn't have that issue because I never played League, but I actually think that's a good thing because I don't think it would be fair for someone who's, say, put in you know years of work into League to jump into 5v5 and now be able to smoke a player who's only played Vanglory just because he knows League. I think it's good that they mix it up. Right, and yeah, the buff, yeah, the buffs are in a little different places, the camps are in a little different places. Um, and now that I'm playing it, I've, I've now played a, you know, a couple dozen games, and I'm starting to feel feel it a little more and enjoy it just like yourself you kind of get in the groove right. and you start to understand maybe uh what's happening and you know after a week the players are finally like okay you know let's kind of get the strategy here we're all not just running around the map looking for a kill <laughs> <laughs> right but that's the that's the first week or so once you get in there it's just everyone just doing random things and the, right now there's no rank system there's probably like a hidden MMR kind of system in there, but there's no reward for doing good or I guess punishment for doing bad. So there are a lot of people that just kind of goof around or try different builds or just see what's going to work. And, you know, that's something you have to do when you basically play a new game. You have to see what's right. going to work. 
Yeah, personally, I'm glad that they didn't put it in any kind of rank system when they released, especially since it's only for golden ticket holders right now. Again, I don't think it'd be fair for all the players who don't have golden tickets to jump in and be all of a sudden underranked against all the people who've been playing for a month and know the game. I think it's good for everyone to kind of have this early period for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, have you got a chance to play with anyone on like Discord or on voice or anything like that? Not yet. I'm very much looking forward to it. I feel like that's going to be really interesting for 5v5 is just seeing because that's that's also that's simultaneously the the best and the worst part of 5v5 is it's you have so much less that you can do as a player. <laughs> like if you're a great player and you're stuck with an awful team, it's less than if you're a great player with an awful team in in just the regular on the house on fold, you know. Right. And I'm not saying I'm a great player. I'm not. But like you can't it's harder to influence a game as a player. You have to be a good team to do well at a game. So that's why Discord's going to be so, such a great tool. Right, cuz at 3v3 you were a third of that team. If you were like really good like a smurf or something on a new account, you could smoke and carry the entire team no matter right. Plus, what they were doing. <laughs> like 2v1s and 3v1s were wholly possible for sure. And now in this case, you can't really do much by yourself. You have to have an organized team with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the things I've noticed the most uh, getting on the rise here is that Vanglory has a, a way too much crowd control. Like if you get locked down at mm-hmm. all, you now have three other people jumping on you using their lockdown, and you are gone. Like, you die very fast in Vainglory. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tricky with so many players on the, on the game field now. I agree, especially, and now it also limits what a support can do to help as far as now it's just using supports to tackle the other player. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had a role that you're kind of gravitating towards in the new meta, or are you still... So I'm definitely... Figure? I'm definitely finding myself disappointed that um, like melee characters aren't as strong because that's always what I've liked to play is you know Rhyme, Glaive, Kroll, all those guys, and it's you might need one per team right. in five v five. So I feel like that cuts down the roster of heroes quite a bit, which is a little a little bit of a disappointment for me. I do like playing um, like kind of like mid range poke characters like um, Celeste. Celeste and Jewel, for sure. Jewel, I really enjoy playing on 5v5. I think she's perfect. Okay, going weapon power then, I would guess? Or are you going... Yeah, I, I played weapon power with her. Okay. That's I, what I... I could see crystal power doing really well because players are still grouping up quite a bit. So if you could get a good ultimate off, you could probably melt uh, most of a team. Yeah, and swing the game. And <laughs> then another character I'd love to just um, gush on for a second that I never really enjoyed in 3v3 at all. I liked the design of him. But in 5v5, he is just a beast, a fortress. Okay. He's so much fun to play in 5v5. I feel like I have so much more of an impact with him because all of his abilities help team-wide. He's mm-hmm. got the speed to like you know travel with someone, get ahead, check bushes, all that stuff. I feel like he's so much more useful in 5v5 and just the perfect support for 5v5. Whereas in 3v3, I never enjoyed playing him too much. Mm-hmm. And when you send out the ultimate, like seeing that amount of... Yeah. dogs run out like i haven't i haven't played him yet but i was playing against one and he used his ultimate i was like holy crap that's a lot of dogs that just like, got unleashed no, once you once you choose to play him you'll see what i'm talking about you just i feel like you have a lot of control as a fortress where it, that was one thing i never felt like i had as a fortress as opposed to playing catherine or arden or one of those characters mm-hmm. uh what's been uh so I've been I've noticed like flicker is kind of a big pick because of the true sight where vision is maybe like uh, vision needs work 
in 5v5 right now. Really? I think it just does. I think there's not a lot of options, and Flickr can just control that map very easily with the true sight. Hmm. See, I personally think that they, they handled vision perfectly in 5v5. That's just my opinion, but okay. I love that everyone has an auto-loading system of placing vision down on the map. I think it's great, and I think I, it's great that you can upgrade it if you're choosing to go that path, mm -hmm. and otherwise you still can contribute some vision to the team. Maybe yeah. there's a few things that could use smoothing out, but I'm highly impressed with how it turned out, actually. No, I think having that... Uh, that I guess it's called a trinket in league, but having that like starter item with the Halcyon flask and the scout cam is great. It gets people in the mood if they're or in the mindset to help with vision, even if they forget to use it, it's still there. They should use it. But I think right now maybe the cooldowns on them are a bit long. That's probably I, the... I would agree with that actually for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. the um, Halcyon, the the health potion, whatever the Halcyon potion does have an insanely long cooldown, and mm -hmm. I I guess I kind of get why it does, but because you can't opt into buying cooldowns, it, I'm buying sorry buying potions, it does make it a little bit tricky to only have that once every was it two minutes something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Flicker, yeah, Flicker controlling the map and being able to just move around so quickly is. Uh, pretty annoying for uh i guess the other team because you just don't know where flicker is if you're mm. in, in the solo lane by yourself you're already starting to learn that you can't push up as maybe as much as you might have on the halcyon fold like you have to be concerned where someone is because they can move up and down the map very quickly thanks to that river uh buff right and that movement speed yeah, I could see Flicker. I don't think I think I've played against a Flicker, but never played as or with Flicker. And I could see that being a very similar situation to Fortress, where you do have constant speed on your side, which is such an important factor in five v five, plus just that team wide utility. Yeah, um, yeah, I might have to try try Flicker out. Yeah, have you seen uh, or have you noticed? Uh, I guess a trend with the captains or the supports on what they're doing. I've played it a little bit of both ways, where sometimes I'll just stick with the carry and like in the bottom lane and hang out there and we're just going to push this lane and then other times i've played where i'm just all over the map running around just causing chaos uh just helping each lane uh, whenever possible right yeah the way i see it um for me i've played i think i've played support more than the other roles in 5v5 overall because i've played you know arden and fortress a few times is for me, it's like inevitably one of the lane matchups is going to be bad, or one of the players isn't going to be stupid enough, is going to be stupid enough not <laughs> to just rotate to a different lane and switch out. And so that's the player you stick with. Because if you can keep all the lanes down, then you should be good. Right. And then you also try to gravitate towards going where you see other enemies, uh, you know, clustering up. Because, like, if there's five players and there's three lanes, you know, although there's going to be two players in one lane at all times, and so you just kind of go there and fill that spot. Mm -hmm. I've, I've noticed, like, there's been a few times as the captain where I'm like, I, I'm alone. Like, I shouldn't, like, where'd you guys go? I shouldn't be the one here, like, keeping this oh, lane I know. pushed or things, like, or things like that. It's like, I have, then I have to be like, I have to always be by someone. Like, wherever someone's going, if I think it's right or wrong, I need to go with you because there's no reason for me to be uh in the lane by myself <laughs> all right you can't leave the jungler or the captain as the person owning that lane mm -hmm. yeah that's that's something that's gonna take i think vanglory players a long time to get because it's a whole new concept <laughs> yeah and that even includes like me and myself i like we all have to adapt to a lot of these changes mm -hmm. um i'm interested to see um if we see some changes to the jungle because i don't know if the jungle is uh a viable path right now like being a jungler 
Uh, right. I, I've noticed that maybe sometimes the top and bottom lane just kind of clear out the jungle, and then you have like two people in both lanes at the top kind of thing. That's because the spawn times seem kind of long, and then the someone's always dipping in there and stealing something. <laughs> Yeah, the jungle's in a weird place right now. I feel like the best thing for a jungler to do is to kind of act in the same way a support would act by going to different lanes and working on, you know, trying to gank and stuff like that. But what you can do is you can jungle to get experience since you're not going to be in the lane getting experience. And then you can get those, you know, those red or blue buffs and that can help you with, you know, if you know you're planning on taking an objective soon. Right. I think the jungler's going to be a way better position once you've got team-wide communication and people know how the game goes. Yeah, and I think that's probably where the the voice communication or jumping on discord or something like that really helps because you can call for the gank there's a there's, i guess there is like a, a gather up here i need help in the ping system now but let's uh, be honest no one <laughs> listens to those <laughs> right yeah i still haven't even got used to all the new pings i'm like i go in there sometimes and i'm reading them i'm like i don't know just thumbs up like fine <laughs> I know I had a time where I was trying to find the I need help ping, so I ended up my character stopped walking and then I died. No, no. that was a little dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I am I am enjoying five v five. It's it's a tough thing to get past because uh, I think there was something magical to me about three v three. Like it kind of it captured me a little bit, uh, which I'm still I'm still enjoying five v five. But it's just a different mindset and it's a whole new game. Like going into five v five. Knowing 3v3 means nothing going into 5v5. Right. It's kind of like a whole new game. You downloaded something different. They could have called it something else, and it would have felt maybe the sure. same way. Glory 2 or something. Yeah. <laughs> so th that's, uh, I think, the hardest part for me to get over because we're now all beta testers, really, for Super right. Omega Corp. <laughs> and it's exciting, and at the same time, I get what you're saying from both sides. It is exciting, though, to be in this kind of early phase, and I'm sure they're going to smooth it out and make it the best game mode possible. I have no doubt. Mm -hmm. But yeah, on the other side, you're kind of like, oh, I just kind of wanted a finished game. What are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely two sides to that, but I, I, I do understand that argument for sure. I think it's I think it's fun to be able to help out with this, whereas like not the whole community, you know, couldn't like help out in the 3v3 beta. So I think this is going to be a time where it's a little like, you know, tricky at the moment. I think a year from now when the game is, when 5v5 is perfect and... I think a lot of us, like as like you know, either golden ticket holders or whatever, are going to look back on this like with a lot of fond memories as far as like figuring out strategies in the early days of five v five. Yeah, it'll be like uh, when you look back on three v three and you remember things like, oh, remember when the flares went global and you could see anywhere, stuff like that. You'll be like, Warhorn. oh yeah, I miss Warhorn. Warhorn, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Uh, anything? I one other thing I think I know is coming in 5v5 we haven't seen any announcements or just more items this is something that i think you know we really only got one item with these scout cams but i think we're gonna see something else up did we other. only have that i thought they added something else was that it oh teleport boots that's what i was thinking which about. i yep. can't which i can't use i don't i don't know why i'm really bad at it but. because they have a really long cooldown <laughs> i still like there's so many great boot items but to me it's just like if you're playing captain, you get the war treads, and otherwise you just get journey boots, and those are always going to be the two strongest. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, teleport. I've seen you know uh, allies just teleport right next to you as if they do it on purpose or if they're trying to figure it out still because um, 
yeah, navigating that map is a little tricky sometimes. <laughs> it is tricky just because it's such a big map, but it's, you know, the same, or if not, maybe a little bit bigger than the map was for 3v3 as far as little icon up in the corner. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I think uh, more items are definitely going to help, I think, change things up even more and add that, like, more complexity and more... Uh, uh, variety to the gameplay because right now you're just kind of let's build a lot of damage and kill people right <laughs> i was thinking items is actually their their saving grace at this point as far as that's their only way to because they said they don't want to balance the, the hero separately which i understand and i support that for sure because it, it'd be really convoluted if you had a hero that did a certain amount of damage in one mode and a different amount of damage in the other right but at this point if you don't balance them separately there's some characters that are just going to be either never good in 3v3 or way too good in 5v5. Yeah, that was something uh, I, I know people talked about on Twitter, Reddit, or the forum somewhere, just like balancing two games is incredibly hard uh, in two game modes. Like somebody is always going to be stronger in one mode than the other, just like we sometimes see in the brawl modes, but they kind of just kind of say those are for fun, so they don't right. they don't worry about those as much. But yeah, once you start having, you have ranked. Right, but this will be on a competitive setting, so they have to. And I think items is the ultimate answer to that as far as, like, I think we absolutely need some more items for supports to use. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. like, I, I hope they add some kind of items that maybe can, like, I don't know, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but maybe, like, dampen a character's AoE or something, or, like, how much they can do as far as area damage, because... Otherwise, Vox is just going to continue to be obnoxious. Right, yeah, because that, that crystal power buff, although it's super fun to play, it's, uh, it's oh, kind of yeah. not fair in a map where there's now 10 people and multiple lane minions and <laughs> everything out there. Yeah, I've noticed, one thing I've noticed, unless both teams have a Vox, the team with the Vox has won every game I've played. And I don't know if that's just random chance, but I think there is something to that for sure. Okay, yeah. I'm sure this is all data they're looking at and trying to figure out because... Oh, yeah. Uh, like said before, any of these updates that happen, the PBE testers, you know, they can play for, you know, a few weeks on it and test things. But now once you're out in the wild with all these other players within the hour you have more games played on there than they tested the whole time so right that's true so i'm looking forward to see what happens and i know we have uh, some more announcements coming soon with the official release coming very shortly with and i think a two-week time period so everyone who's asking wow. like uh to get in i believe it's mid-february i don't know if there's an official date yet but it wasn't that long that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. I think it, I think they had said like February twentieth or around that date. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that kind of leads into a, a couple things in the news. Vain glory news. The pre-party launch that's happening uh, this week that's going to be on Thursday out in San Francisco. They're going to announce. A lot of stuff. I think they're going to announce when 3v3 is going to be here. They're going to announce uh, what's happening with the Vanglory esports scene and just kind of update players on where things are going. So I think that's a, mm -hmm. if you're not going to the event, you can tune in live, I, I'm sure, on Twitch and watch it and see what they have. They'll probably throw the VOD up on YouTube as well. I'm hoping they reveal the, um, is it the Toad that they've been talking about? Right. That's, yeah, that's one of the other things with 5v5. There should be other monsters. The toad, the is it the gold? The gold treant supposed to be a toad. I think that's what they said. I can't remember fully, but all I know is I'm excited to see a toad on the screen. I think mm -hmm. it's going to be enjoyable. Yeah, and I hope the healing, the blue buff and the red buff, 
become something else as well because there's the down the road i think that would be great because at this point it's kind of disappointing to see these beautiful dragons and then the same um <laughs> one to two minions copied and pasted throughout the whole map right yeah <laughs> yeah so anyone who's played it now i think the game is just gonna like evolve very quickly especially now that you know the team can reveal and focus on like all right this is out here get this out get this out cool. right uh, and then speaking of the esports scene, I know there's a lot of uh, thoughts or opinions on that happening because we haven't heard any announcements yet of what's happening, but we did get an announcement that Cloud9 is leaving Vanglory esports. Um, right. Over, I believe it was the weekend or Friday, Cloud9 players posted they they are free agents, and there was everyone yeah. speculating. Yeah, what? I think I saw that through the subreddit. Mm-hmm. And then today, uh, before we recorded here, uh, Cloud9 announced that they are leaving Vanglory. And that was it. There wasn't any like reason why. If it was them, if it was Super Evil Megacorp, they just said, we're out. Good luck to the, the players. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that's tricky for me. Like I, I respect all the businesses, every business's decision. I just, I wish they kind of would have said something along those like maybe... Because if you know you're leaving, maybe try to plan it in advance and get a statement ready or something like that. That's, to me, how I think it should have been handled. But, you know, they can do whatever they want at this point. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me kind of think that maybe they can't say something right now. Maybe um, uh, maybe some of this news is coming from Super Evil Megacorp this coming Thursday about the Vanglory Esports and what's changing. And so these teams, you know, kind of letting go of their players now, hmm. they kind of just need to let super evil megacorp announce what's happening that could be the case yeah i guess we'll find it on thursday huh mm -hmm. yeah uh, but i think we'll see a couple more orgs leave because we don't we don't really have enough play like uh i guess professional players right now if all these orgs stayed um it, you'd mm -hmm. have to like scoop up quite a few untested players uh, so yeah we're gonna see some of these teams uh you know combine leave other teams pick up some of the teams that made it into the Vanglory 8 because I know the end of the Vanglory 8 season, uh, Gangstars got knocked out. A couple of the teams came in, so maybe Gangstars picks up some players, gets back in. No. Yeah, it's. I actually honestly thought, and maybe it was just me being naive, naive, but I thought 5v5 was going to make a huge spike in as far as esports and team involvement simply because... I don't know. There's something about you know having five people on a team. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to boost it, so I think eventually it will. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Eventually it will, but it is uh, one the casters have to get used to casting it, and they have to make sure the spec client is there. People can fly move around that map a little better because you know it's very easy. They mess up the three v three map all the time on the spec clients. So I can only imagine right. them talking about fights that are happening that we're not seeing. Uh, League of Legends and Riot does it all the time if you watch any of that. So yeah, it's going to be even harder and just as hard for Vanglory. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel for the casters right now. I'm sure that's going to be a stressful job. Mm -hmm. And if they're trying to maybe wait till like this Toad's at it or these red buff blue buff characters before they kind of showcase it as like hey this is our esports scene uh, mm -hmm. it might just be kind of holding off that way too i think cloud nine pulled out simply because we didn't get the toad in early release <laughs> that's very oh man that's rough <laughs> but uh yeah so stay tuned for uh, more news on that soon 
Um, that's, all the, that's all the news besides the 5v5 stuff, but I do have a little forum static. Forum static. So this will probably be the last form static because now the Vainglory forums link on the Vainglory website goes strictly to the Reddit. Uh, so this, is, I think, is the official death of this. Uh, I, have, uh, I have some opinions and thoughts on this a little more than maybe I've addressed in the past. I know I've talked to it um, to death, but do you have any opinions on the death of the forums? Oh yeah, I've got 100% mixed opinions on it because part I personally have always found form forms to be a little bit tricky to use. Like they're just, it's a little bit harder as far as like a social aspect, and it's great for people to write their articles. But as far as interaction with the community, I feel like it's a little convoluted. Okay. And um, plus, I I do like that they're centralizing it to one place. Whether and it's not like they were going to shut down the community or made Reddit, you know? Right. Yeah. And I do like the idea of centralizing it to one place because the more people there are in the community, actually, that's not always true. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I think overall, it it just depends on how players take it. It could be a good thing having it all in one place, but it could just mean because a lot of time Reddit pages will be good and then they'll, you know, turn to garbage when it gets flooded with a bunch of people or something. Mm -hmm. Oh. I guess my now that I've sat with it a little longer, my problem with it is uh, Reddit's a place where you know TLDR is basically that's the language of Reddit. Like mm -hmm. it needs to be short, and if it's not a basically a quick meme or opinion, uh, no one's no one's gonna care. Um, and if it's a, a link to another website, if it's uh, this podcast, if it's uh, a broken myth article, uh, some people just don't leave don't leave the I guess the garden there to go out mm. and look at something else. Um, yeah, that's true. That's one thing, and this is a silly complaint, but the thing I don't like about Reddit is just the abundance of dumb memes. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's obnoxious. But that's kind of that's that's Reddit at this point, oh, I yeah. guess. Uh, but I know, like something that happened on the league Reddit uh, years ago when I was playing that, like there the mods there basically they stopped allowing um, articles from certain authors to get posted on there. So if they came from uh, this author that was maybe talking negative about the esports scene or had like opinions or like I guess maybe dirt on some of the things that were happening. That stuff would not get allowed to share on the Reddit, so that means that person would not uh, get any ad revenue coming to their website, and then no one was reading the articles, so there was no incentive for them to do some of that like in-depth journalism that they uh, were great at, because the articles were good, but they, did, uh, they didn't always paint uh, Riot Games in the best light. So that's, that's rough. Yeah, that's something that could happen as a... Banglory kind of or Super Evil Megacorp takes more control of what Reddit is supposed to be like a community tool. Right. I hope. I feel like every time I form an opinion on Super Evil Megacorp, they prove me wrong, and then they go back and prove me wrong again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's like ninety percent of the time, I have nothing but respect for them. I like they probably at this point are my favorite game company, even though they've only made one game. I just, I just like them, and I like the quality they produce for sure. And then they'll do something, and I'll be like. That's that's awful. 
and I'll just kind of be for a couple of days, I'll, you know, I'll be a little salty <laughs> and then they'll release a statement and they'll resolve it. And usually I'm okay with it. And then I'll get back on like, no, this is a good game. And I like this company. Right. I really hope they don't go down that route of um, like silencing negative feedback. Cause I know there are a lot of games in the past that have had that happen and it killed the game because negative feedback is a good thing for any game. Right. Cause you need a, you need opinions on both sides. Like that's, that's one reason I like doing the podcast because you can have these conversations and go back and forth and share our thoughts, and um, it's kind of fun that way. Yeah, I mean, you have to sometimes, you know, play devil's advocate or something, and I'm like, and at the same time, though, you can't have only negative feedback. If there's someone who all they do is gripe about the game, I feel like that, while that might not be grounds to ban someone, at the same time, it does kind of breed a just a negative community. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess, I guess one more thought on the forums is like I feel like Reddit, because it's a, a social media tool, it's often banned and blocked in, oh, I know. in schools, in people's work, in, in other countries as well, where the forums, you know, they're just, it's a game website, so maybe that would have been open, but Reddit is often blocked, and I know a lot of people can't access it, and they have to do it on their phone or when they get home, and so that's not good for a tool if this is going to be the tool where you interact with the i guess developers and everyone else on it if you can't get to it you're kind of screwed <laughs> right i guess i'd never thought of that because like well i mean i just about an hour ago i was at a um i i'm in a, on a competitive robotics team oh. and um we meet at that we actually meet at a middle school even though none of us are middle schoolers obviously <laughs> And so I was looking up something on Reddit, like a page I had saved just regarding a certain design element, and it blocked it. So I'm like, oh, I guess I got to get a you know, VPN. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that's nothing Super Evil Megacorp can control. That's a, that's a Reddit problem. And if, and if Reddit also decides just to shut things down or change something, then Super Evil Megacorp has to figure out something else to do. So that's, right. that's sometimes the issue about using a another platform for your place um yeah i think i do have to agree with that as much as i prefer using the reddit as uh, as opposed to the vainglory forums i think it it does make it weird when your official you know quote-unquote official forum place is another social media site it'd be weird to have it you know the official (laughs) social media as the facebook page like yeah and they we've seen this backfire a little bit for them for uh with mob crush you know they were streaming there and that kind of fizzled out and kind of split the community for a little bit there <laughs> i actually don't know what happened there because that all happened when i was absent from the game oh uh, okay uh yeah i don't know all the back end of that deal but mob Cross has like pivoted a little bit and they kind of uh cut ties with a lot of content creators so it kind of forced everyone to kind of reevaluate if mob crush was a platform they wanted to stream on a lot of people have stayed there i know iraqi zoro still streams there rumbly superset a lot of people are still there so okay it didn't didn't go away but it uh it splintered things i think for a little while yeah so i had heard like little rumors about that but never actually saw what happened and let's hope something like that doesn't happen with reddit i think reddit's a big enough site where that's yeah. not going to happen <laughs> yeah for but sure there's still that issue you brought up of that a lot of people either refuse to use reddit or can't use reddit mm-hmm. and it I, I even understand why it's banned in like a lot of schools and stuff is because reddit you know its content policy is a little different than most social medias and they allow a lot of stuff that isn't allowed on most social medias yeah you can get to some stuff that you don't really want to see on reddit <laughs> you speak should... for yourself yeah right well, no 100 percent. 
Oh, cool. Uh, well, that's going to do it for episode uh, 191. Thanks for joining me. This was great. Oh, no, it was fun. It was fun to run down 5v5 and talk about the news. I'm definitely excited to get into 5v5, see how the community develops around it. And like I said, I think this is going to be a time that a lot of people look back on just like with a lot of fond memories as like, oh, that was a fun time of figuring out all the little kinks and stuff. For sure, yeah. Uh, so can people, people can reach out to you on Twitter, right? And you said you're on Reddit. Uh, is that the best yeah. place to interact with you? Probably Twitter. I mean, I I like Twitter and mine's, it's my name, Hoo-Haas, but with a super at the start. That's because Hoo-Haas was taken, so it's Super Hoo-Haas, which is also my um, in-game name in Vainglory. And then on Reddit, it is actually the same thing. It's just Super Hoo-Haas. And I haven't been on the Vainglory Reddit as much as I'd like to, but I spend a lot of time on Reddit because I mod a few band subreddits and stuff like that. Oh, okay, cool. I, l I lurk on Reddit. I don't always comment, but I upvote and lurk around, so I'm there. <laughs> Cool. Well, I'll include links uh, in the show notes and description to all that. So everyone go over there, follow, follow them up, check them out. And then be sure to follow Shadow the Vein on Twitter at Shadow the Vein, website shadowthevein.com. All the episodes get posted there. Your links to iTunes, Stitcher, the YouTube version as well. And then I'll be back with episode 192 next week. I'll be out at the pre-party launch in san francisco not sure if i'm doing an episode there or if i'll gather opinions and record it all back here at the home studio uh, but we'll have to see all right take care let's get this over with 